Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Hello, hello. I've switched mics. Go. Hello, hello. Welcome. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Happy Sunday. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm one of the pastors here at Horizon Church. Um, there's going to be a little bit going on behind me, so we're going to stay focused here. Uh, if I get a few people with Ryan just to bring up the chairs uh, for today, we have a five for five and all of our five for five guest speakers. You guys can come up behind me as well and grab a seat. As that's going on, we got one announcement. Um, we've been talking about the last couple weeks in our service that next week, at June 26th, is our scholarship Sunday service. Uh, if you've been around at Horizon Church for any, any period of time, for a couple of years, you're familiar with uh, what a scholarship Sunday is, as well as how important camps are. Um, but I want to just share a little bit of, of the why. Um, Next week, we're going to give an opportunity. Again, if you're not here next week, you can always give online uh, at our Horizon Youth, or the camp, Horizon Kids Camp and Horizon Youth Camp booth out there. You can also give there. But next week, we're going to take a specific time and pray for our camps and take up uh, a special offering just for that. Um, as 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 youth pastor for over a decade now, uh, I get to do a lot of study. Um, I get to do a lot of looking into how do we reach students and how do we do this well? And the statistics that keep me up at night, uh, I, I guess I should say this is the statistics that keep me to my knees in prayer, are the idea that seven out of 10 students will actually statistically, Christian students will walk away from Jesus once they graduate high school. Um, and in the studies and doing that again, that's kind of broad spectrum. This, uh, that's just the statistics in Canada and churches. It's, it's a tough one to look at. Um, but in any study that looks at the three students that actually stay uh, with Jesus and continue to walk out their faith, there's four main things uh, that, are, that are found in each one of their lives. Again, it's not a science. We all understand that. But one of the things, um, and I would, I would gesture to say um, that everyone in this room would have had one of these. One of the things they say that's really important if someone's going to walk out their faith is a significant moment that they can look back to and say, I had a God encounter. Some of you in this room, that was a missions trip. Some of you was a kid's camp. Some of you was a youth camp. Some of you was a healing moment where God radically stepped in and healed you. Some of you, you were in crisis. Maybe your marriage was in trouble and God stepped in in a significant, significant way. Whatever it is, there's normally a moment where we can look back and say, I can't deny that God is real because of this. And we very intentionally and very prayerfully when it comes to our kids' camps, when it comes to our youth camps here in Surrey and in Princeton, it's our second or third year of doing a, uh, second year of doing a, a Princeton kids' camp up in Princeton. We're very intentional to try and pray into and create moments where Holy Spirit can be focused on, where there can be these God encounter moments. If you just stop in this room, as I've probably said that most of you, probably many of you look back to a camp moment and why do I share that, the importance of it? One, because we talk about generosity, your prayers, your, your talent, and your time in that. I'm going to ask that as we continue to move into camps, that you, however you want to, would you set an alarm 
Would you be prayerfully praying into camp? If you got kids, you're already praying for them. You can just add this to the list. If, if you're an empty nest or maybe you don't have kids, you're younger, can we just be praying for our camps as they come up? Finances are one thing. But man, we're just believing that God's going to do something significant. We have over 100 kids already in Surrey signed up for kids camp. In Princeton, there were, I think there was over 50 to 60 last year that we had in the city of, uh, of Princeton. We got over 50 students already for youth signed up, which is the most we've had at this point. So you know, we're just praying and believing that God's going to do something significant. Um, but I'd love to encourage you as well in generosity. It's your time, your talents, but also your treasure. Would you consider prayerfully this week what you could do? Some people ask, so it's helpful. Uh, $230 sends a youth to camp. $99 sends a kid's kid to camp. You might be able to do $20. If you've been around Horizon All, you understand that the dollar amount really isn't what God is most interested in. He's interested in your heart. What, what can you do for that? And I share all this, say every year, I went back this week just to look at about how many. There's 38 on average. Again, I'm, if you know, know me, you know I'm a numbers guy. I won't do the 38.5 because some of you are asking, like, who's that 0.5 person? But about 38 students every single year since we've done this in 2015 around there has needed scholarships. Because of your generosity, every year, there's 38 students and have an opportunity to encounter the presence of God in a way. And I'd venture to say how we run our camps there's about 70 volunteers, every youth camp that helped run that. I know youth volunteers that God has absolutely transformed their lives as they serve in the midst of worship. And, and, and everything that we do provides for that. So I'd love to ask, not out of compulsion, please don't hear that. I don't feel that honors God in any way. Um, but I can say this is really great ground to sow some seed as the Bible would say. So if you prayerfully consider as we head to next week what you could maybe do for a scholarship Sunday as we do our best, say, Jesus, we're going we're gonna to create space. We're, we're going to create a holy moment. I love the word holy. It simply means set apart for a sole purpose of Jesus. So we're going to take a week and say, God, what would you do in our young people for this next generation? Holy Spirit, would you come? So I'd love to invite you, if you're, this is your first time or your thousandth time at Horizon Church, I'd love to ask you to pray and say, God, what could we do? What would maybe a little sacrifice do to be able to make sure any kid that wants to go to camp can go to camp this year in Surrey and in Princeton? So thank you guys so much for that. We have an awesome, beautiful, why are you in the shadows? They're all like bright face and then, and then Pastor Alex is over here. Shown later. Oh, his dad's uh, he's saving a beauty for last. Um, awesome. So, a couple housekeeping. As you walked in, uh, you should have, if you're 18 and a male, uh, you would have got one of these. If you do not have one of these and you're over 18 and a guy, please put your hand up. Our ushers will run to you quickly. If you're 18 and a male, Franklin, you can put your hand up, bro. Yeah. All right, we got one over here, Pastor Mike. Um, just make sure you got it because you don't want to miss out. Oh, yeah, right here. We got Sheldon up front here. Um, and just keep your hand up and wave it. Either Usher will come or the person behind you will be so annoyed that they'll go get one for you. Um, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Awesome. Pastor Mike's coming. Um, so we got a fun little giveaway. We have some for Princeton as well. Um, can we just give a shout out to our, our tech team today? I'm moving all over the place. Um, I was talking to Pastor Jen, and I know our, our, our Princeton campus just so appreciates you. Uh, Corin, behind the camera, do you know that there's people in Princeton right now that because you got this thing pointed at me, that they can do church? 
That's pretty cool. So thanks for doing that. Appreciate that. Um, so we got some fun giveaways. We're going to have some fun. We're also going to hear from our speakers five minutes each. They're going to share. You can shout them out, clap them, say an amen, preach it, white boy, or the alternatives. Um, I, that's just what people, that's what I think people will say to me. No one's actually ever said that. Well, I was anyways. Um, we're going to keep going. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I just lived out my dream. What a great Father's Day. This is incredible. And it's on film. Uh, all right. So if you got a ticket, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, we're going to take up a draw. And so the last draw, I, I should just say, we have the coveted dad shoe. If you are like... What, New Balance, those are a sensible, comfortable shoe. I'm happy for you. Uh, if you're maybe a bit younger, you understand that these are awesome. And um, they don't come with the green stripe from mowing your lawn, but you can add that. It's kind of like a build your own thing. Uh, and if your feet like me are not this big, we have a gift receipt for you. But that'll be at the end of service, uh, getting ready for that. But we have some other gifts that we'll be giving away first. Uh, it wouldn't be Father's Day without a barbecue set uh, because some of you won last year and you let it rust outside and you need a new set because now come Father's Day, this is the time where you decide you're going to learn to grill again. Uh, so we're going to give this one away. It's got the pinchers, the flippers, and a spreader. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> I don't barbecue. All right. <laughs> Lord, help us. <laughs> There's joy in the house of the Lord. We love it. Last three numbers. Last three numbers. Three, one, one. Three, one, one. Last, yeah! Jerry! Come on. There we go. Awesome, Jerry. I expect a burger, okay? And an invite. Thank you very much. All right, we'll be doing that a little bit in amongst the time, but right now I'm going to, what was that? Played with them? Yeah. Yeah, I play with mine and break mine. Uh, anyways, we're going to fight up. Joel is going to start sharing for us for this Father's Day. And, yeah, come on. And to preface, one last thing, then I'm, I'm done speaking. Uh, well, until I come up again. Um, but I asked our fathers to share today. And so, again, for, this is for, for the moms in the room or the ladies in the room. Um, you're gonna, it's going to be twofold today. They're going to start by just sharing something, some aspect, character, quality of God the Father that's impacted them. So I know sometimes on a Father's Day, if you're not a dad, you can, it can be easy to tune out. But every single person in this room, we have a Heavenly Father, that what they're talking about is true for you. And so I want you to listen, saying, God, what do you have for me in that aspect? And then there's going to be an encouragement to dads and mentors. So with that, Joel, take it away. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, my name is Joel. I'm going to stick on the Daniel side. Go like this. There we go. Um, yeah, my name is Joel Fortune. I just want to start by saying I'm very thankful to uh, Daniel and Craig and Mike just for allowing um, some fathers and men just to share their opinion on Father's Day. Um, and I want to just say I'm thankful to the church body that I get and honored that I get to raise my family in the midst of this church body. Um, I'm thankful for my own father-in-law here. Uh, it's just, I learn a lot from the men and the fathers in this room, and I hope that as I grow, I can inspire other men and fathers uh, in their own journey. So uh, what I'm going to speak today about is uh, God the Father is close. And Psalm 73, 24, Psalm 73, 23, and 24, it says, 
but I am continually with you. You hold my right hand, you guide me by your wise advice, and you lead me to a position of honor. God the Father is always close and ever-present, and as we recognize that, he gives us the opportunity to draw close to him. Another very popular verse about drawing close to God, it's James 4.8. It says, as we draw close to God, he draws close to us. The context of that verse is then it gives us clear steps. Because drawing close to God is the, it's the actual step, it's the actual action of the heart's desire. God is always close and he's always ready and waiting for us. We get the chance to respond to that. So James 4.8 says that as we draw near to God, he draws near to us. But then it gives us, it tells us to prepare our hearts and to step away from sin. Drawing near to God is an intentional step and not just a desire of the heart. As we step away from sin, we, we can become closer to God, come closer to God the Father. And we can follow his lead with more clarity. And that will not only, that will not only lead us in living a good and wise and honorable life, but a life that builds the kingdom of God. God the Father is always close, always ready to give us guidance, love, and hope, and discipline to help us become who he created us to be. Uh, fathers can be triggering, if I can use that word. It can be a very difficult issue, or uh, all of us have, have something with fatherhood, whether it's a good story or a bad story, uh, because we're here because of our fathers and our mothers. And... Uh, for me, I try to be spiritually, physically, and emotionally close with my children um, as a response to how I grew up, probably. So uh, my, I'm Joel Fortune. I'm number six of 10 children. We're all gifted 24 hours in the day. The same thing was with my dad. And so he had 24 hours to divide between two kids or 10 kids and two jobs. And I realized that what I missed growing up was maybe a, an even closer relationship with my father. I'm very thankful for him, but it's just, it's, that's my thing. That's what I missed. And I think we all do this in part. We live some, maybe in spite of our father's lacking, or we can live because of our fathers or what we, what we gain from them or what we missed from them. And that's, it's just a, it's just a natural response to, to how we grew up. So maybe a little in spite of, and a lot of because of, um, I, my family of origin, I try and live close with my children. At this point, I would say I have a flock of children. Uh, it's not, it's not 10. It will never be 10. It's a solid four. Um, <laughs> but you might see me pushing them or them pushing me through the lobby on a Sunday morning. Two older girls, two younger boys, all under the age of eight. And it's wonderful. My girls are in getting to the oh, dad phase of their life. And my little boys are just like so excited to see me. So I have the opportunity now to build this relationship with them that uh, hopefully will be that father figure that held their right hand and led them in ways of righteousness, led them to live a wise and honorable life, leads them to live a life that builds the kingdom of God. Um, at this point, it's a lot of diapers and common sense, like, hey, if you're throwing rocks in the ocean, make sure your brother's not in front of you moments. Um, but it's developing a relationship with them now so that I can bring in some harder rules later. I'm at 20 seconds left. Because uh, I know that rules without a relationship leads to rebellion. And what I don't want and what I pray for my children is that, God, would you keep them close to you as they grow up? 
And as we draw near to God and he draws near to us, we walk away from the sin in our lives. We can walk with him because he is a good and faithful father always, always guiding us, always leading us in the paths of righteousness. Thank you. Awesome. Love that. All right. Next up, we got Ben. Is it? Who was? I'm just kidding. Got you. We got Jose. (laughs) I forgot the order. I made the order. Well, me. I also forgot we're supposed to do a draw. I'm... Uh, do you know? Do you know what? I might need your help. So if you just stay here, um, <laughs> here we go. You get to pick the lucky one. And now, if you pick yourself, you got to repick. That's the unfortunate. Oh, hey, okay. <laughs> what are the last three digits? It's two eight eight. Two eight eight. Where are we at? Yes. Ashton. Ashton has a flock of grade six boys that destroy his car as a small group leader. So there's something to keep it clean on your father's day. All right. Awesome. Well, now we can give a hand to Jose as he speaks today. Thank you. Well, may all the glory and honor be to our heavenly father today. The aspect of God that has most impacted me. Personally, it has been to know him as someone who instructs me. A father that has provided instruction for me in many areas of life. I want to share this portion of the Bible in the book of Proverbs. It says, never forget the things I've taught you. If you want a long and satisfying life, closely follow my instructions. Carry out my instructions. Don't forget them, for they will lead you to real living. God has given so much instruction to me, primarily through his uh, word, but also through his spirit and counsel from other Christians that have provided me with the tools to live, as the verse says, a satisfying life. I have tried to emulate this attribute to my daughter by providing godly instruction so she can also enjoy a satisfying life and experience real living. What else could be better than seeing her living a life like that? In reality, we are as happy and satisfied as our least satisfied child. I am far from perfect, but I try to do my best to provide her with instruction regarding many things in life, including her walk with Christ. Socrates, the ancient Greek philosopher, wrote and spoke many wise things, uh, and among them he said, Could I climb the highest place in Athens, I will lift my voice and proclaim, fellow citizens, why do you turn and scrape every stone to gather wealth and take so little care of your children, to whom one day you must relinquish it all? Making a living is important. Making a life is more. Our children will never remember what we made, but they will never forget what we taught them. No less than 26 times in the book of Proverbs, fathers are mentioned, never once negatively, always positively. Isn't that interesting? For example, in 17.6, it says, children's children are the crown of all men and the glory of children are the fathers. 
the glory of children and their fathers. What an honorable and respectful term. It is that Solomon is carving in granite a word that is not applied to mothers, only to fathers. There is that sense of a thumbprint, that indelible mark that's, that we leave on our young, that mothers do not leave. I can't explain why, but there is something about the glory that passes from father to child that isn't matched between mother and child. How valuable is the bonding and the instruction in the young years? Perhaps it is why chapter 1, verse 8 says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father. And chapter 4 starts saying, Hear, O children, a father's instruction. Be attentive that you may gain understanding. Our children won't expect us to be perfect. They couldn't live with us if we were, but for they themselves are imperfect, battered and bruised though we might find ourselves this day. Let's focus on doing our best on instructing our children on God's ways. Isn't it interesting that the prodigal son, when he found himself among pigs, and finally came to his senses, what he remembered was the father. Not a word in the story about the mother, as valuable as she was, of course, but it was the father's instruction. It was the father's model that drew that boy back. A waiting dad that embraced a wayward lad when he returned. And the boy came back to the place of instruction. The very things he was looking for could be found only at home. Thank you. Awesome. Love that. Um, our Princeton family actually has a draw going on right now. And I know the way. I know the name who won. They don't. It's a lot of power right now. Uh, <laughs> season. Uh, we can laugh. It's good. We, we'll get a few more laughs before this day's done. Hopefully. I'm working on my dad jokes. Uh, but Richard, Richard in Princeton, you won the draw. Uh, we got a gift card. So yeah, come on. We give a hand to Richard. Um, so we're doing that. Pastor Jen's got a card for you. Um, but we also have a little something here uh, for those who are starting to barbecue again, uh, but you don't know the temperature to cook it at. Uh, I got a little something for you. Dads no longer need to fear chicken uh, because this here is a wireless grill thermometer. So you can cook that moist but not poisonous chicken every single time. So I'm going to draw. Hey, every guy in this room knows. They're like, oh, you cook the chicken? You're like... And the reason we use so much barbecue sauce is to make up for the lack of moisture in the chicken because we overcooked it, all right? There's your secret, gone. Ah, so last three digits for all's looking at me. He goes, boy, don't you cook chicken wrong like that ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, one day I hope to learn to cook food the way that all cooks food. One day, maybe. Maybe it's just not my calling. I'm not sure. But did, uh, last three digits for this beautiful thermometer is three Six, three, three, six, three. <laughs> Julian's like, yeah, no, that's your dad. Awesome. There we go. Awesome. No worries. Enjoy. All right. We have one more speaker today and very intentionally, I, the next speaker. Yes. 
The next speaker today, um, we very intentional. Some of you are just loving watching me struggle through this. And this is your gift for Father's Day from me. Um, but we really intentionally, I know there's a lot of people in this room, and, I, and I'm honestly very, very grateful for. But I wanted to ask someone who I knew wasn't actually a biological father, but that I've watched be a mentor to many, many young men. And so uh, I've asked David to speak. David, you can come up. Come on. David, has it been five years, five or six, since you've been a small group leader here? Is it 2016? Yeah, so about five, five years um, that David has just loved on students. He started with grade six boys, and they're almost graduated. They're coming along. They're grade nine. Uh, yeah, you did a little jump. Uh, yeah, anyways, you, you've just loved, loved on some guys. Um, and what I love about this is I can walk in our, on our Wednesday night at our youth and I can tell those who are in David's small group based on how they serve, based on how they worship. There's just a certain aspect. And, and this is my little one little plug. Um, guys, there is a desperate need for men to mentor young men, not just in our world, but in our church. Right now in our youth ministry, there are more young men than we have leaders for. And, and this is my Father's Day ask for you. Would you prayerfully, I, you don't need perfection. David, I, I can't remember the amount of times David said, I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, David, just, you just got to be there. And you just got to point to Jesus. Just be someone who can consistently be there. But can I encourage you, if, if you follow Jesus, to maybe say, Lord, is, is that something? And, and please don't put an age limit on it or I'm not cool enough. Trust me, kids do not need a 30-plus-year-old trying to be cool. They just, they don't. It's painful for all of us. Um, I, I, and I, I know this, um, but they just need someone who can be there. We've got a lot of young men that may not have a father figure in their life, and maybe that could be you. And so that's why I've asked David, because David embodies this in loving Jesus and loving students in the same way. So, David, take it away. Well, first of all, thank you for clarifying that I am not a father. <laughs> biological. I had a couple people in here look at me like, wait a minute, are you not telling me something? You're okay. Anyways. All right, Psalm 94, uh, verses 17 to 19 says, Unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. When I said my foot is slipping, your unfailing love, Lord, supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. There are many moments in my life when I just wanted to quit. There are many moments when, I, when things were down and I just wanted to just give up and say, forget it. When the emotions were too high, when the disappointment and the doubts came, there was just a lot of failure after failure. But the unfailing love of the Lord had supported me. He was there. He is good. He is peace when I needed peace, and he never let me go. The Father is present. The Father is always there. And I just wanted to be, I want to declare that today for those of you who have experienced troubles with a father or have the difficulty with that, I believe that the Lord wants to redeem that in your lives today. He wants to redeem the love of the Father to you today. He wants to remind you that there, when, I, when things are, are tough, when you're struggling, when you're worried, when you're having those doubts, 
The father is there and he wants to be there for you. When your foot is slipping, he wants to say he is there. His unfailing love is there. On your darkest day, he is there. And and I remember in high school, just um, growing up with a lot of bullying and and struggles, there were many days where I felt alone and and hopeless, to be quite honest. But I wasn't alone. I wasn't hopeless because the father was there. The father is there. And when I was at my, when I was at my worst, he was there. I was reminded that I was a child of the most high. I was, a, I was a son. I was royalty. I was loved. I was reminded that I didn't need to be something I wasn't. I, w- I could be who I am because the father loves me so much. And he wants to remind you today that you are deeply and profoundly loved. The bottom line is this. We can lean back into a God who is good and faithful. This truth carried me through high school, carries me to this day. And it, it's brought me to where I am today. As someone who's been a small group leader for here for about five years and overall about 10 and I've done some time as an E. I remind, I'm, I'm reminded of the desperate need for mentors, for young, for men to step up in times where, because the, there are so many people who need a God, who a Father who loves them, and I get to help create that space for students, whether that's over a game of Super Smash Bros. or just hanging out at McDonald's or whatever it is. I get to create that space for people. I get to be that for people. I get to be that father figure for those people, or for my students. Whether you're a father or not, you can have influence. Whatever your context is, whether you're a businessman, whether you're a tradesman, whether you're just hanging out, you can be that for somebody. Because God is that good and he wants to remind people of his goodness, of his love. The, like, again, the bottom line is this. We can lean back and be, into the Father's goodness and love. And because of that, we get to step out and be that for other people. Yeah. I, get to walk with, I get to walk with students and, and put a smile on their face. That is, for me, the, be, the, the greatest joy that I have is just to watch, another, watch a student just smile and, and enjoy life and realize that they're deeply and profoundly loved. They just still, all they need is to be reminded that they are loved. The Bible is full of, and, I, and we also get to do this. We get to re- express and reveal the Bible to students. There are this, the Bible is full of stories of, of a faithful God. There are people who, den- then there are people who deny themselves the right to live comfortably so that we can be where we are today. I, I, my, I can't forget the amount of times my small group leader just loved on me. He would grab me after school and he would just speak truth into my life. The goodness of God was never meant to stay with us. It, was, it, it is meant to go out. So can I just, inc- can I encourage you today to do that? To don't, don't sit idly by and just wait. Love on, on, love on somebody. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. All right, David's not running away to puke. He's just got to go back. Um, he's going to jump back on sound because he's been running sound. So don't, don't need to worry. He is okay. Uh, thanks so much for sharing, David. Um, got one more little giveaway, and then we'll jump in to our second to last speaker, Ben Kelly. All right. Last three digits, three, four, five. 
three, four, five. Last three digits, three, four, five. Hey! Come on. Ezekiel, you won. <laughs> All right, there's a little coffee shop gift card. It's one of my favorite coffee shops. There you go. Thanks, Don. All right, why don't you guys give a hand? We'll invite up Mr. Ben Kelly, my neighbor. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for the introduction, Daniel. It's a pleasure to be your neighbor. And good morning to Princeton, everybody gathered there watching this morning. It's an honor to be here and share with you today. You know, <clears throat> how we respond matters. It just does. Let's look at a couple verses together. Hopefully they're on the screen. The first one we find in Nehemiah. Here the Israelites are celebrating the rebuilding of Jerusalem. And as part of the festivities, the books of the law are opened and read aloud, and the priests are giving a bit of a history lesson, reminding the people of how God has responded to them in the past. Nehemiah 9.17. You are a God of forgiveness. <clears throat> Gracious and merciful, slow to become angry, and rich in unfailing love. He'll never abandon you. And in the second, we get a nice little reminder by James to believers in general today. James 1.19, understand this, my dear brothers, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And I get it. It's not easy. <clears throat> Just this past week, I had the chance to practice that one, <clears throat> and I didn't do so great at first. You see, we were just headed to school with my daughter, and she was looking out the window, and she says, I don't want this jacket today. I interrupted her. I said, that's fine, just leave it in the van. We'll, you can leave it there when we get to school. I kept on driving. She says it again, except this time she's got a little bit of emotion attached. I cut her off again. This time I've got my own emotions, and I raised my voice. I said, fine, just leave it in the van. What's the problem? <laughs> Instantly, I knew I screwed up. I could see it on her face in the mirror, and I pulled over, and I said, I'm sorry. I spoke too quick. I got angry way too fast. And her face changed immediately. It turned out all she wanted was a different jacket based on the weather. So I offered to go back, but you know what? She asked if she could run home. And she did so with a smile on her face and a skip in her step. And the rest of the ride to school was perfect. I used to read to the boys from the Action Bible. It's a comic book style Bible. And in a few minutes, we could easily cover the rise and fall of rulers in Israel's history spanning many decades, and I remember one of the boys rolling his eyes and, co and commenting, how can they be so stupid? <laughs> well, let, me, let me explain. You see, one king would turn the nation toward the Lord, and then the next king would lead the people away. The next king would become proud and stubborn, refusing to even remember what God had done for them, let alone keep his commandments, and disaster would soon follow. The next king would follow his instructions with all his heart, and blessings would follow. But whenever the king repented, or the people for that matter, and turned their hearts back to God, God's response was to forgive. Just like us, when a, the life of a nation is good, it's easy to forget how you got there, and pride can quickly take hold. <clears throat> you see, I grew up in a home with two parents that loved God and they loved their kids. They did their best to point me in his direction, but there came a time when I couldn't ride on my parents' faith anymore. I had a good but... I had no faith of my own. I had forgotten how I got there. I became proud and I set up my own idols. 
Sin had separated me from God. I tried to live right, but despite my, despite my best efforts, I kept hitting potholes. But as I humbled myself and repented through Jesus, God's response was quick to forgive. And how sweet it was. We all make mistakes. We all fall short of God's standard. When it comes to our kids, they're going to have their own hurts and hang-ups, insecurities, and their sin to deal with. And there are plenty of demons out there that would promise help while enslaving them in the process. Not while I'm around. Dads, we must allow ourselves to be shaped by the Holy Spirit. So we can model God's character in our homes and lives. So those around us, but especially our children, don't have a reason to hesitate when they look to us to turn to the one who was full of forgiveness, slow to get angry, and rich in unfailing love. Because how we respond matters. Thank you. Okay, one more, awesome. Some of you are down here and that's just the will of the Lord. Um, <laughs> thank you guys. Okay. Uh, how's that for a smooth transition? Just spitting the fire of the Holy Spirit and then fumble fingers over here, just throws it all over the ground. All right, we got one more giveaway. And then we got one more speaker and then this will be finished. <laughs> we will be done. <laughs> three one four three one four oh sorry three sorry three one five i'm just kidding andrew andrew it's three one four <laughs> all right there you go awesome great so oh wait was gerard were you three one five i was a joke i'm sorry <laughs> No, 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 you're still in the draw, though. You're still in the draw for the cool shoes. It was 314. It was, it was not... Th <laughs> Take my wallet. Thank you. All right, so... No, hold on, hold on to that. There's still one more. No, hold on to that. There's still one. <laughs> if anyone's hiring... <laughs> All right, we got one more uh, today. Um, Pastor Alex, if you can come up. Um, Pastor Alex is not only a father and a grandfather, um, but he is a spiritual father to so many. I know my life is richer because of you, mostly your dad jokes, but also <laughs> your love for Jesus. Um, and so thank you. Thank you for pouring into everyone in this house, your own children. Uh, we love you. And so save the best for last. There you go. Thank you, Daniel. Well, we had lots of excellent excitations about being dads. The aspect of the Father God that I really appreciate is the Father God who's always there. Matthew, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said, Our Father, so we have a Father, 
Everybody has a father. We're not fatherless. And he's on the throne and he is in control. Deuteronomy 31 says, Be strong and courageous. The Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So the trait that I appreciate the most about is the image of a father who was always around, in touch, aware, available, not absent. Now, Bette Midler had a song that was very popular a few years ago, Watching from a Distance. Now, a lot of Christians didn't like the theology of that song, a, a nice tune, but songs communicate ideas. Lots of songs aren't particularly theological, even the ones we sing. But it communicates the idea that no matter where we may wander or what path we go down in life's journey, our Heavenly Father is watching. He, he is aware. And the image I get is of a couple of kids playing in the backyard and they're just doing their thing, totally lost, and Dad's peeking out the window to make sure that they're okay. Now, a few years ago, those people, they discovered ergonomics, time and motion studies, efficiency in the workplace was a, was a big thing. I worked in a big mill and the technicians used to sneak around with stopwatches timing all the guys on the production lines and so on. Now, something spun out of that and it was called quality time. It was a parenting concept like quality time, not the amount of time, but it, it had to be quality time and the quality time shrunk way, way down and so on. But it sounded like a great idea, but it didn't w really work in practice. You know, there's only one kind of time and that's time. You can't schedule an hour on Saturday morning and tell your child, okay, we have an hour. You can have a crisis, but only the kind that I could solve. You can ask a deep theological question, not too deep, or you'll have to ask your mother or better the youth pastor. <laughs> you know, it, th things don't work like that. It's about time, availability, presence. Now, to be realistic, your involvement with your kids is not always welcome, especially in those my dad's a nerd teenage years. But as a father, we often feel we're inadequate for the task. Most dads are ordinary. There's no such thing as a super dad. All fathers, however, can make time. I felt very ordinary as a dad, but both my children as young adults said this to me, Dad, you were there for us. You know, and every dad can do that. We can all make time. Now, I didn't rescue them from a burning house. I didn't perform any heroic feats. I was just there, mostly welcome. We were asked how we took this concept of the Heavenly Father to model and mentor those around us. 
Now, to be very honest with you, when I was younger and growing up, mentoring was a very, very foreign concept. It was kind of akin to brainwashing. It was what sex did to their constituents or their, their followers. You know, it was something that egotists did because somehow they were more noble than others. Irrespective of my view of mentoring when I grew up, we all mentor and we all model to those people that are around us, whether it's good or not good. Today's electronic media of communications are good in the sense that we must describe and script our ideas and thoughts, but at the best, it's very superficial. There's a whole world of info bites and emojis and you know, condensed scripting of meaning. But it can't replace time and presence. Meaningful connections take place in all the mundane things of life, washing the dishes, painting a fence, doing different things. You can't make those moments happen. You can't wait for the music to start playing. Oh, oh we're going to have a moment. <laughs> you know, so... What I want to encourage you is that, that you may feel like a very ordinary person. Every dad is different, but every dad has the same amount of time. And so the character and presence of our Heavenly Father, He is present. He is not absent. And I want to finish with the scripture that, that says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Awesome. Can we give a hand to all of our five, five speakers today? Awesome. You guys can, can head off, do that, great. And then Elena, if you want to jump up on the keys. Um, I didn't literally mean jump, but all right, cool. That was sporty. Uh, speaking of sporty, we got some New Balance shoes. Uh, so we're going to give it away. Gerhardt, this, the, the first number I read is the real one. Um, this is yours. Oh, man. I owe you a coffee. Uh, so, we've got one more here. Last three digits. Three, zero. <laughs> awesome. We got the, the moment Pastor Alex was talking about. This is the quality moment. Three, zero, five. <laughs> Plus, so come up here. Cool. Okay, hold on. Stay here. Stay here. Stay here. Um, again, Plasso as well. Uh, you've got an interesting group of boys. Um, he's one of our small group leaders here at Horizon Youth. Uh, and what I love is you see a lot of the boys you see serving are in his small group or in David's small group, actually, when I look around. Um, and you're someone who's just loved on students. And uh, I didn't tell you about this. This is like, obviously I couldn't plan this. Um, but I'd like to take a moment, just pray for your, pray for your dad. 
Uh, Plasso's dad's not in the country, uh, but he's he's struggling right now. Uh, there's some stuff going on in his heart, and the doctors are praying. And uh, as soon as you want, I just felt like we were supposed to take a minute and pray for healing uh, for your dad. So we're going to do that. If you mind standing, just stretching out your arm in this moment. Um, I'm not sure why, again, wasn't planned. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you, God, that you are beyond time and space. And Lord, as we sit and pray right now, according to your word and your name, you're with Pascal in the hospital right now. You're with those doctors. So God, we ask for a healing. We ask for wisdom, for how to go about the stints and the surgery and whatever else needs to happen. God, we pray for peace over Placido and their family. And Father, we come to you as we've heard you're faithful. You're there. You're always present. You're aware. So God, we come before you in the name of Jesus and we just ask for healing and guidance in your name, Jesus. There is power and there is healing. So we ask for that healing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Placido. Um, as if you stay said, we're, we're going to close, but I'd love to read a blessing over you. Um, as Pastor Ryan said, there's something significant about a father's uh, blessing. And I love to read the blessing that as Paul writes about it, kind of reference a little bit of, of numbers for the father over you. Ephesians chapter one, verses three says, blessed be God, uh, be the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. See that word bless, it's one of the many words in the Bible that actually speaks of worship. It's interesting that as you study the words used in the original language of any type of worship, uh, you don't find any form of worship that doesn't involve our bodies. You know, some people, why do we lift our hands? Why do we dance? Well, some of them brought back to the original language, but this camera guy, you can stay with me here. Um, there's a word picture that's present when it comes to bless. It's to actually come before someone, to kneel down and offer a gift. Gotta get the picture around Christmas time of the, the wise men coming in and blessing Jesus. In our worship, that's one of the ways we can kneel, we can bless, we can offer our, our praise and our worship. And we, and we understand this, right? We, we kind of get this. This is what we're called. We come before Jesus and we, we kneel down and we bless. But what's interesting here and what honestly makes me quite uncomfortable is it says that the God, our Father of Lord Jesus Christ has actually come before us and blessed us with every spiritual blessing because of Christ Jesus. The old blessing in Numbers would have been this that Aaron spoke over the people said, the Lord bless you. God, Yahweh comes and he kneels before you and me. He says, the Lord bless you. And he offers himself and he offers his son in Jesus on the cross, the death and the resurrection. He said, may the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance. The only way he can lift it up is because he's kneeled before us. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you 
and give you peace. This morning, my prayer for every single one of you call in the name of Jesus is that prayer and that blessing of Paul and Ephesians say, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Wherever you find yourself today, you need to know that there is a Father who loves you and every blessing possible, as Pastor Mike talked about a couple weeks ago, through Jesus, he has given and blessed you in heavenly places. For those who follow Jesus, you have a Father who has blessed you with his Son, Jesus Christ, and has given his Holy Spirit to walk, to lead, and to comfort you. So the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Give you peace. Jesus, we love you. Lord, I pray just for moments throughout the rest of the day. We've had some laughs, mostly at my extent. Lord, we look to your word. God, we thank you for the wisdom and the heart and your word spoken through people today. But God, I pray for just moments where we can be with you today, our Father. God, I thank you that when we set a point in time, you're there. God, I pray you'd speak to our hearts, our Father who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.